Orr presents Midlife Chrysalis. This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. And welcome back. It's Cronenbergian. Pull up a Cronenberger mm. and fries. I'd rather not if I could help it. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're talking, uh, as mentioned, we're talking about midlife chrysalis today. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an episode that I love the concept of that is slightly lighter on jokes than I remember. Hmm. Like still really good, you know, like funny situations. Yes. But slightly lighter on jokes than I recalled. Mm-hmm. I think I fall about the same spot here. I've got a huge tender t- tender spot in my heart for this. Although, mm-hmm. like, what passes for a joke in this, um, they, they, they're, there are two points where something gets under my skin where, like, the where Rusty gets good, uh, he gets good characterization in this, but he also has lines where he says, like, oh, my body's going down faster than... Yep. Then babies into a toilet. Like it fires off a little bit like a Dennis Miller line, like on a prom night. Ah, cha cha. <laughs> cha cha cha, baby. Yeah. Do yeah. I make you think, baby? I'm Dennis Miller. Um, yeah, I, I, that's not great. And it also just, you know, stinks of early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, you know, kind of again, like dead, like we talked about Jeremy last episode, like. You know, being the dead baby joke guy mm-hmm. in the early 2000s um, as a thing. Uh, that is definitely a bummer. Yeah, um, yeah. But, like, I don't know. This is a great Brock episode. This is kind of where I think... Good like, helper you, episode. Excellent helper episode. And it's a good it's, yeah. it's a good doc episode, too. Like, I don't know. Seeing him, his idea of what it's like to get back out on the scene is fucking hilarious mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, yeah, it's very, it's very funny, but it's like less joke and more situation. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's more like character work going on here than than yeah. anything else. Yeah, and there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that, mm-hmm. uh, of course. Um, as introduced by uh, our guest and theme song composer Gwen, um, I'm borrowing a little bit of her steez to uh, bring up the Augusta St. Cloud uh, moment of something i wish i had said in an old episode okay or something we're doing an errata uh, here this is okay it's errata it's not really a correction but a little bit of trivia that i thought uh, i meant to mention last episode and i forgot because i was jeeping with you and jeremy okay um in the last episode when doc was wandering around the arctic they were going to try to get uh the rights to a song called sweden by the divine comedy Yes. Uh, and I went and listened to that song, and it's fucking weird as hell. <laughs> like, that's all that, yeah, that's all this Iran note is. But it's like this haunted house, like, I would like to live in Sweden. Like, it's, okay. it's, it's, it's super scary, and the okay. video is scary. And yeah, it's, uh, it would have worked uh, <laughs> if they had done it as a scary scene. Yeah, I uh, I remember reading that, but but I didn't go and do a I didn't go and do a lookup. I figured that was a uh, uh, like a Doc Hammer, uh, just kind of like what can we find that's more obscure than Bauhaus kind of pull? Yeah, yeah, like that's that's yeah. kind of Doc's 
Doc's thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Divine Comedy, weird trivia thing too, is after before that guy became like an art pop guy, their first record, which they've tried to bury, is like an REM pastiche, basically. Oh, huh. It's is all it... like straight, like it's pretty good. Okay. Um, I mean, I like I like the, I like the Divine Comedy when they're being art house fucks too. Like, uh-huh. but uh, the guy, I can't remember the name of the guy from it. Right. But right. Um, the first album is this weird little REM pastiche <laughs> that they they attempted to be like, no, 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 we're art now. Yeah, we yeah. Don't do jingle pop. Uh, <laughs> we, certainly, we certainly weren't trying to ride that wave of post punk. <laughs> yeah. Nope, we're different weirdos. Yeah. Huh. Um. Yeah. Uh. So this episode, uh, oh, it also has a couple of interesting firsts. Yes. Uh, which we'll talk about when we get there. I'm um, including like a pretty obscure one. Mm-hmm. Um, this first aired on September 25th in 2004. It is the third in production order. But uh, as we you know, episode nine in air order, and this is the first episode that Hammer and Public wrote together. Right. Um, and I was curious to see them talk about this in the book. I figured with how much they do, with, with how funny they are when they're bantering with each other and how much that kind of comes through in the conversations whenever there's two dipshits in the show, I figured their collaboration process would be like that. Um, yeah. but no, apparently like when they, when they collaborate on an episode, they will split it up, um, and just say, you take this scene, I'll take this scene. They write it together and then they merge it because neither of them can stand the process of throwing out a joke that they think is really funny and having the other person reject it out of hand. Yeah. This, this actually made a lot of sense to me. Yes. You know, they're kind of on the same wavelength and they're fun together, but collaborative writing is hard. Yes. You know, I, I, can't, I can't really imagine, um, you know, doing that, I guess, mm-hmm. like in the same room, just being like, you, okay, you, how about this is the next line, there, there, you know, and <laughs> the other person be like, mm, no, <laughs> just being like, well, fuck, I, like, a, this thing's got to be written. This sucks. There's a really funny, um, ep- there, there, there's a real good episode of This American Life from God 14 years ago now, where they go into the writer's room at The Onion and mm-hmm. they kind of just go through the entire process of like headline pitches and stuff like that. And it's brutal. I like that. Yeah. Th- that made that hearing that made me terrified of any process that would be similar to that. So I could see, yeah. I could see wanting to design a, to design a process where you're not, uh, where you're not subjecting yourself to that, especially with someone you have to work with all the time. Like, actual television production like scripts and stuff like writers rooms will get together for concepting and for punch up but like usually it is done like this where people get their assignments and go off and get their pages together and then come back it is not like painstaking word by word when uh mr show reunited to do that netflix show with bob and david the fourth episode is just behind the scenes stuff Mm -hmm. and they kind of show this as well yeah and it's like all these people are fun people who i like but boy does the work not seem fun yeah uh, to me Mm -hmm. um (laughs) so that was interesting to hear about um i like this as a brock episode uh his crisis in this where he loses his uh his license to kill and needs to get it back is great uh him um the process and how he passes the exam is a really cool like establishing moment for him yeah i need to be more specific than cool it's very apt to me it's memorable um the 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 gags they didn't call it cool pupil cole (laughs) Um, (laughs) that'd be a better movie if they did cool pupil (laughs) oh i'm david schwimmer i'm your cool relatable teacher oh you're gonna shoot me at the end okay (laughs) look at this kid so fucking cool can you imagine a new england town haunted by a cool kid 
<laughs> it's a good short story. That's part of the same collection that uh, uh, Stand By Me and Shawshank were in. But Don't go up to the old asylum. <laughs> There's kickflips. I just run this general store. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's really it's really funny for, uh, to, to, to hear to hear your like stereotypical idea of what a stephen king story is applied to that yeah no i know i know what Apple Pupil okay. was from right. a movie okay um yeah. from the film adaptation right uh the dvd commentary on this uh has a couple of useful nuggets but i think is probably in the running for one of the most useless tech commentaries. Yeah, no, I started they, uh, I started dusting my living room when I was listening to this. It's like kind of fun. It's like a fun kind of podcast, but boy, do they not really comment. The, this is the one where they where, where they get about halfway through before they say, "Oh, we should probably talk about the episode." And this is this is definitely us being hypocritical. <laughs> but oh, totally. Also, yeah, yeah. you know. It's uh, it's it's not it's not a commentary that we're doing on a thing that we made. Well, and I mean, we we do spend more than half, yeah, you know, on it. Like we we will, you know, it, it's not like a, a degrees matter, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in this, it's also kind of gross. This is the one where they uh, they start talking about you know they bring up the who you have sex with the Venture Brothers thing, which again is real weird it that again. it comes up in yeah two commentaries on the first season yeah and uh this is the one where doc makes an off-color joke about taking dean's virginity yes uh, and it's like well you know i mean you know the early 2000s were a time we get it we're giving yeah. you guys a lot of grace yeah you're making uh, it hard um <laughs> like, you know if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna mention me when i retweet something that i like don't yeah. uh, don't act a fool Please in the don't comments embarrass me yeah, yeah. doing doing that kind of thing uh yeah we i i i rubbed my face in exasperation when i heard that too yeah it's a little rough but the the good note from it is they talk a little bit about uh rusty Mm -hmm. his characterization um from this which kind of came from two things like one the vocal performance Mm -hmm. from james urbaniak who had uh the note i have is something like uh useless oily sexuality (laughs) which i really (laughs) like that turn of phrase um and then uh, the movie Nixon, where mm-hmm. like Nixon has to go on TV and he's all sweaty and disgusting. He's just this horrible, ugly man. And he turns to the stage and goes, time to turn on the old Nixon jar. Uh, <laughs> it's just, just the, the idea, idea of the that old that's Nixon a, charm. That's the thing that, that you think you have. I can't go to prison, Monty. They'll eat me alive. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My voice sounds like a gigantic floating labia. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible stuff. Yeah. Oh gosh. This also starts the uh, the infatuation between uh, between Rusty and uh, Doctor Girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Uh, That 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 is played out, and like just it's it's hilarious to see her 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 crisis of conscience when she understands what she did to him, but then like reconcile that later on when she just runs out of patience for it. Because he yeah. is oblivious to any actual signal that she is sending. He's horrible. Yeah. You know? And and it's it's weird, too, because like that plot doesn't go far enough for me or, like, resolve far enough. Right. And they kind of, like, repeat these arcs. Like, this is an episode where uh, originally, you know, they didn't need to be the monarch. They just mm-hmm. need to have this happen to Doc. Um, but they have, you know, her kind of having sympathy, excuse me, sympathy for uh, Dr. Venture. Uh, is not that dissimilar from when they kidnap the boys? Yes. You know, and then the monarch has sympathy for them. Mm-hmm. And then I watched ahead a couple episodes because it was fun. And I was watching, you know, Are, are You There, God? It's Me, Dean. <laughs> Great episode. Yep. Next episode uh, we're talking about. And uh, that also has kind of a repeat of that 
arc, like them kind yeah. of having affection for the kids. So you can kind of see, you know, early on when they talk about how, oh, this wasn't originally the monarch, but we decided to do it. I was like, of course you would do it. There's no downsides. Mm-hmm. But the kind of downside is that there is this slippy, slippery kind of reality where they keep forgetting that like, yeah, you know, just earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. Like, they've done these sympathy beats. Yeah, that's usually something when a show runs for a very long time. Like, over the run of King of the Hill, uh, Hank learns the same lesson about Bobby seven times. Oh, like, how many times has Homer learned to not take Marge for granted? Right. You know, it's like one out of every four episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, but this is all within the first nine episodes of this show. Right. It's not... Yeah. And there could be hay made out of the like the the idea that uh, you know <laughs> Doctor Venture's enemies are better like better natural caregivers than he is for his own kids. Yeah, you know, but yeah, like the, like where 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 do you go? Where do you go with that? Right. Well, and and they just it's just not consistent. Like in right. the next episode, uh, the monarch is basically just like pranking Hank. Yes, and being a shitbag. You know, the whole time until because he's like a bored kid. Yeah. The characterization is a little inconsistent, mm-hmm. uh, which yeah. is OK. Yeah. Um, this Do is I mind. mean, we, 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 I call this a good uh, a good character a characterization episode for, um, for 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 Dr. Venture. But also like the monarch is really good in this. Like this is where his insecurity really comes in. Um, yeah. In a, in a good way. And like it underlines an arc for at least the first two, you know, two seasons where you know their relationship is falling apart the monarch and, do- and doctor girlfriends right yeah and that's going to be in a tag sale a couple episodes from now yeah it's going to have some uh some hinting and some legs mm-hmm. to it um so we start off with a cold open uh the x1 is flying and some military jets right up alongside it uh telling them they're in restricted air st- airspace they have to land or be shot down <laughs> i love i love um, uh, rusty's response we don't have time for this yeah like, so what do we try and go away and get and get blown up like what why are you frustrated well, there are mutant lizards in marrakesh yeah and don't 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 come crying to him i just i love that they're mm-hmm. headed to marrakesh just one of these cities that i mean it exists and is probably vibrant and has lots of you know cool people in it but also primarily exists in fiction as this uh as this object adventure of fascination zone. for adventures yeah yeah <laughs> So on the ground, um, Rusty gets real lippy uh, with the officer here um, and the officer fires back at him, calling him grandpa, you know, because he's this scrawny, you know, scrawny disaster bodied, you know, guy with, you know, is bald. Like, and then he is extremely offended at this. And this is going, you know, this minor comment is going to be the inciting incident for the entire episode. Well, in both of them, right? Yes. Because at the same time, uh, you know, Brock hands his license his license to kill his OSI license, but it is expired. So mm-hmm. both of them are sent into this midlife spiral right. of identity. You know, mm-hmm. like you are not a young man, uh, Rusty, you are not licensed to kill Brock. Yes. Like, you know, they have a twin journey here of their identity being fucked over mm-hmm. and kind of sets everything off. Yes. Um, so yeah, so Rusty has a hard time with this. Like he uh, is in front of the mirror kind of looking at his body. He has a body a lot like my friend Austin. Just throwing that out there, like mm-hmm. friend Austin has a rusty venture body, <laughs> um, <laughs> the, uh, and except my, my friend Austin is hairier. It was once described uh, is his body looking or his butt looking like uh, two scoops of vanilla ice cream that fell on the floor at a barber shop. Oh no! And uh, yeah, I don't you like know, that friends one are mean to each other. Yeah, you know, like it's <laughs> you know you, you you come up with colorful ways to insult your friends. That's true. Uh, I mean, maybe you do. <laughs> 
Well, I, I, come on, man. No, like, no. <laughs> like you've never given, I've never given any of my friends shit. I don't do that. It's 2020. I'm sensitive. No, no. I just, I'm, I'm obvi- obviously, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I just gosh. think everybody, everybody should be Steven Universe friends. I don't want anybody to actually bust each other's balls ever. Yeah. No, that's, um, a, that's not my opinion. It, it, it's it's yeah. funny to no, pretend that, but yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm making fun of a straw man. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah, okay. he's, he's, uh, he's having a hard time with like, he's. He's what? You know, he's in denial. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like, I was Rusty Bender. I was Rusty Venture, boy wonder. Um, and he, <laughs> uh, he resolves to put himself back out there. And of course, uh, he has to do this with a new look and a super hot car. Meanwhile, Brock is in full on uh, just the, just depression, like full, you know, Cameron from, uh, from Ferris Bueller's day off. He sprawled out on the hood of his Dodge and Hank and Dean very sweetly are trying to console him saying, Hey, we'll help you prepare for your exam or whatever. But like Brock is not present for any of this. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's taking the black pill. <laughs> Um, this is when Rusty pulls up in his new convertible, uh, the classic midlife crisis. Yep. Uh, it's like, it's it's brown and angular. It's a really hideous car that they chose for him. Yeah. All this stuff is very ugly, Yeah, but would have been cool when, you know, when Rusty was a kid. Yeah. Like, like this is, this is like 1976 cool is is, is what this is. Um, and he's got this outfit that is an actual outfit. You can see the reference image. Uh, it's linked on the wiki uh, that he is wearing, but like just a a massive collared shirt. He's got basically like bell bottoms on um, mm-hmm. and um, he's got like a tan vest with this this awful brown and green colored uh, like diamond pattern on it. And he's wearing a huge medallion that turns out to be the 1979 science prize that he got for writing yeah. a paper about gravity. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is this is very sad yeah uh you know that this is this is like you know laying the the groundwork for when the monarch is like what can i do to this guy that life hasn't already done to him <laughs> uh you know a key a key line later yeah. um you know so he's like you know you have a new mission brock you don't need a license to kill for that you're mm-hmm. on operation Ma- wingman yeah. you know you have to help me get some <laughs> and like it's in front of his kids it's all fucking gross yeah uh Rock says he's got to see this. You know, he goes along. Uh, and when Rusty pulls away, he puts Dean in charge, which is very funny. <laughs> yep. uh, he's like, ah, yes, I am in charge. And then Hank uh, says, take a bow and mm-hmm. hits him in the balls. Yeah, because of course Hank would. <laughs> uh, there's a good line, too, where, where he's dressed up where Dean says, why are you, why are you dressed like the clown on my lamp, Pop? And like, I, um, I don't know, like, if this is like a like a popular popular lamp or whatever, but like I can totally picture the lamp that he has. Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, it's on the cover of Popular Lamp Week. <laughs> it was Popular Lamps 1976. Yeah. I, I was thinking, this is a digression. Last night I was thinking about uh, just like wandering in thought. And like, would you go to a dentist who is named Tooth Clown? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the answer is no, but I was just like, I was imagining the font and it being like, I was thinking of two ways, like one with like big circus font and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be like, what is that? Surely isn't a dentist. But then I was thinking of a very serious font that was like tooth clown, <laughs> comma, DDS. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I mean, so oh, like the, 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 there's, there's, you know, certain dentists that, uh, that, that advertise themselves as being like dentists for dentists for scared people. You know, yeah. like, oh, we're, you know, we're, we're, yeah, we're the gentle dentist or something like that. I imagine Tooth Clown would be the opposite. Like, this is, this, this <laughs> is real a, ballsy. Yeah, for the real, like, for the most hardcore people who need a root canal. Yeah. <laughs> Do an extra one while you're in there, Doc. Yeah. 
honk honk. Um, I need one uh, of those Jaws grills. <laughs> Hook me up, Death Clown. Yeah. Dr. Um, Tooth Clown. I laughed so hard at that my, that my vision started graying out. <laughs> DDS. Hello. Tooth Clown. <laughs> I'm Dr. Hannity. We're, we're, we're dentists Dr. going Tooth. way back. We, we, I'm we, Dr. We, Tooth Clown. We, we, we changed it at Ellis Island. We are Tooth Clowns. <laughs> tooth Clownstein. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We just thought it would sell better. Yeah. <laughs> Come from an old family of tooth clowns. They pull out like a, a book of woodcuts <laughs> of like <laughs> all these like jesters and harlequins uh-huh. dancing in a village with teeth like midsummer. Yep. <laughs> and it's like, well, we're from the old country. Mm. <laughs> it was a profession. <laughs> This, the, 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 this was my father's tent. It's just in a blasted bit of bone. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, Jesus. Um, so, uh, first appearance of Night Nails. Yeah, Night Nails, uh, which they kept reusing because they got the background painting back and it was really good and they could just hand it to the animators and say, show it from this angle um, and it yep. would be fine. But yeah, this is eventually where like hunter gathers will work. Like it is the uh, it is the perennial spot for them. Yeah, uh, there's a weird little animation joke here where Doc uh, pulls out a toupee out of his glove compartment, mm-hmm. but because of the animation style, he doesn't look bad with this. Like you could just have a character with this hair in this world. Yeah, no, but you know? like we we are meant to believe that he looks bad because um because Brock says you look like a big doll. And of mm. course, Rusty's back. Yeah, um, you know, Brock is only here for uh, for for morbid curiosity here at the strip club. Uh, which going to pick up women at a strip club is weird. <laughs> it's a weird flex. Yeah, I don't know. Well, maybe it, I've been out the Brock game for succeeds. too long. But what's that? Brock succeeds. Well, of course, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the bartender here is rude to Brock and is uh, busting his balls about his mullet. And of course, I would never bust some anybody's balls about their mullet. Right, no, but you don't no. make fun of people's personal appearance. You're raised by Adventure Time. I know, right? Because you're like 20. <laughs> Hi, I'm 20. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Brock is incensed by this, but he can't do anything about it, uh, which says a lot about him that he is pulling out a knife and biting his lips so hard that it drips blood because he wants to kill somebody for being rude to him. It says about as much as the fact that he can't get it up uh, <laughs> without thinking about killing people. Yep. Um, you know, Rusty orders a Rob Roy. This is, I was really hoping, I didn't know what a Rob Roy was, mm. so I looked it up. I was really exposed, uh, hoping it would be like a really girly drink. No, it's a man, uh, it's, it's like not. a Manhattan with, uh, with scotch instead of bourbon. Yeah, it's, it's fine, but I was really hoping this was the, the finally the origins of, uh, Rusty's drinking yeah. thing. They, they, uh, they, they call it a girl drink. I would call this like a grandpa drink. Yeah, yeah, it's just old timey. Yeah. Um, you know, he asks Brock how to get laid. Brock says you have to put the vibe out, and he takes his uh his tails <laughs> from his suit jacket and pushes him out of the way uh to stick his butt out and says to welcome Matt's out, who sees let's see who bites. Yeah. Um uh- this guy um, again that this useless oily sexuality is doing a lot of work mm-hmm. <laughs> just the, just the idea like all right well uh if anything's gonna bring it in here's my idea of what my best feature is let's just stick my ass out mm-hmm. bony <laughs> I, behind i will always love like jokes about how like the physical transaction of paying a stripper yeah um yeah. it this is i feel like this joke has been made a lot 
Like uh-huh. he pays you the twenty and gets uh, gets change. Yeah. Like getting change is is a joke. Yes. You know, and it's even a joke that's been used in this show. Yes. You know, where, where Brock needed change, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but uh, it, it is uh, it is still funny. Him fishing funny for thing. the 20 in his coin purse is very good to me. Again, yeah. a very informed attribute. And then, you know, him like this has real like observed first time in a strip club energy. Yeah. Think, like, like him, oh, she's him... into me. Should I follow her? <laughs> <laughs> no, what do you mean? <laughs> like, him, him nervously yeah. uh, r- ripping the coaster apart. Uh, yeah. when he, when he, when oh, he's yeah. alone. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. <laughs> um, so Brock immediately just goes and seals the deal. Like he yeah. just walks up to the stripper and goes, uh, and he's going to blow him in the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he can't do it because he's remembering, uh, how much he likes to kill people. Um, and this is a montage of references to largely references to Johnny quest. Yeah. yeah. Episodes. Uh, specifically there's one where race Bannon, dyed himself purple with berries and pretended to be primitive people's God yeah. and called them like, you know, horrible savages. He called and them stuff. ignorant really savages is the, uh, yeah, is the, savages. is the words that they, that they, at least they were yeah. called. Yeah. In, uh, in Johnny quest. So this, yeah. this is little Johnny quest, uh, things and mm-hmm. he can't do it. Yeah. He stops, you know, mid blow job, mm-hmm. uh, because if, you know, he's not happy. Nope. Can't be horny if you're not happy. Yeah. So he 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 blows out here. You know, he blows out of there. Um, at least out of the bathroom. We get a little cutaway to a you know a couple of times here to the boys, um, mm-hmm. to uh, Hank's reign of terror here. They do the, uh, the 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 standard little kid thing of having a drink the grossest thing contest. Yeah. Um, where uh, that's very well observed as well. Yeah. Like just mixing mayonnaise and Sprite. And- mm-hmm. All this fucking shit. Yeah. Uh, and Hank will do it. And, mm-hmm. you know, the deal is he gets like $15 grandpa's old catcher's bit, mm-hmm. which is like very like, you know, weird priceless thing. Yeah. And he has to be a slave for the night, which is also a concept that mm-hmm. kids have. Yeah. Um, this is so well observed. Like Hank wins. And when he's drinking, he like pounds on the table. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, and dude, then, I spit in that. <laughs> when they, when he comes back, I love that. He's just like, he's brushing his, uh, his shoes with his toothbrush. He's like, brush harder, Gunga Din. Yeah. Well, yes, it, 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 he, has uh, him, like, <laughs> he, he has him wearing a, like, like, like wearing a terry cloth towel as a, as a turban. <laughs> like they, they're I going full on. Also, I love the idea that these 16 year old kids know it's like a, a Cary Grant yeah. movie from the 1930s. Yeah. You know, or, or a Rudyard Kipling poem from oh, the 1890s. Yeah. You know, cool. either or like, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's very like the bed taught them. But I, again, just uh, I got I love Hank taking roles yeah. so much. Oh, he, you know, just good, like he's just going to live later it. on. <laughs> he <laughs> does, yeah. He does a lot of different like wears a lot of hats in this episode. It's like uh-huh. one of my favorite things about Hank. Uh-huh. Well, I just <laughs> I, I, I I have not been able to get over your com- you comparing him to uh, to Charlie from It's Always Sunny. Like, yeah, like yeah. That, That's almost exactly the joke. Yeah, it's he just great. he just goes for it, mm-hmm. you know. Are you supposed to push the lemonade if you don't sell the grinders? <laughs> um, this brings people in so we can sell them <laughs> ten cents worth of sugar water. Of water for two dollars. <laughs> I can't dare another strike, and it's like you're just pretending. It's yeah. so cute. Hey, <laughs> it wasn't uh, real. Like, uh, it's so cute. Yeah, um, uh, love it so much. <laughs> so, Rusty comes out, and we get another we get another one of uh, Rusty edgy comedy lines about how he gave money to a woman that said she was nineteen, but she had a cesarean scar and more lines on her face than a mirror at Studio Fifty Four. Ah, cha 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 cha. Yeah. Baby. Um. 
so, you know, uh, he's like, as this is happening, as he's pulling apart this coaster nervously, Brock's just like, I gotta get out of here and takes the car keys and leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's like, you can't leave me. You're my bodyguard. He's like, how can I? Mm-hmm. Um, so Rusty is stranded. Uh, yeah. But luckily, uh, unluckily, a woman at the end of the bar buys him a drink. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is uh, uh, Charlene who is in disguise. Yeah. So this is Dr. Doctor Girlfriend. Um, I, I love that they didn't have a fake name ready. We have Monarch yeah. watching in on an earpiece, um, giving her directions about how to about how to, how to flirt with them. Um, and I love that they didn't plan for the contingency of, of Rusty asking her name. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't we didn't plan for this. Um, but of course, Rusty is just like way into it because well, yeah, because a woman gives him any measure of happen. attention. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, and it's also just the way it should be. Yeah, you know, this yeah. is pr- like affirming all of his priors. Like mm-hmm. he, this is how he imagined going into the strip club would go. And he's at that moment where he's tearing apart the coaster and he's thinking like, maybe I need to challenge all of my life assumptions Mm -hmm. and then just get saved from having to introspect. Hello, comfort zone. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Yeah. um, Brock heads back home. I love this scene where Mm -hmm. Brock is all like, why why would you dress like that? (laughs) Like, he's just (laughs) so tired. He's like too tired to be shocked by the boys. Yeah. And like, Uh, you know, like if he he says something true to, you know, to Dean, because Hank is trying to turn the tables and make Dean drink something gross and Dean doesn't want to do it. Brock says, oh, you never, you never back out of a bet. Be a man. Yeah. You know, which like, yeah, yeah, don't, don't, don't back out of a bet. But I love that Brock doesn't stop talking as he leaves the room. Yeah. Sad Brock is great. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, Dr. Girlfriend like comes up to her car like, well, this is me. <laughs> um, you know, and gives uh, Rusty a ride home and they start making out. Uh, the Monarch is watching this and this is beginning the like foreshadowing of the Monarch and Dr. Girlfriend being incredibly like kinky. Yeah. Like there's later jokes and stuff too, where they talk about like bringing in people for threesomes for special occasions and stuff. Mm-hmm. But he's like straight up getting off on this and he ends up masturbating like, Reaching down and doing front rubbing. Yeah, he's doing like a he's doing the slow jerk sketch from mm-hmm. <laughs> from whitest kids. Yeah. yeah. You never finish. <laughs> you don't rub <laughs> it on you. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh but he's interrupted because a, a henchman came by to get a glass of juice because he was thirsty. Because I'm thirsty. <laughs> I love yeah. the idea that you you pass through the command room to get to the fridge to get juice. The uh, oh, one yeah. of the, the funniest jokes in this that is like a rusty one liner that really works for me though, mm-hmm. uh, you know the doctor girlfriend asks him if he has any condoms and the monarch is like whoa, whoa this is too far, Rusty pulls out a condom that crumbles the dust mm-hmm. and then this uh, this is my my favorite line that Rusty has in the whole episode uh, or his second favorite line, it's on hot condoms Rusty doesn't need a gadget to clean to please a woman, <laughs> I think that's so fucking funny I it, it reminds me like of the the Beaver Boys. Sketch from Tim and Eric, like the second song, where like, don't bring no condoms because we ain't gonna use them. <laughs> <laughs> like, just delivering that as like an enticing thing, yeah, is a really immature joke. Like, I'm in favor of condoms yeah, and yeah. against pregnancy and STIs, but I think that is very funny. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, <laughs> but a just, gadget. just the, <laughs> the, the, the the fundamental misunderstanding of why a woman would ask him to use to, to use a condom. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. Uh, it's like it's both really selfish and also really outdated, just like everything else. Like it, Rusty is yeah, somebody who not, did not pay attention to the world. Like when AIDS became a thing, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like why would somebody who's stuck in the 70s think about condoms? 
the uh it's it's like the the joke you know the austin power is like those are for sailors yeah, yeah you know kind of thing except it's funnier because it's showing it's not just ignorance it's this like misunderstanding mm-hmm. of it gadgets it's <laughs> <laughs> a really good line yeah um, well, just, like, does he, what, he's filing it under the same uh, you know the, the, the same column as like a like a french tickler he would get in yeah, a yeah. Uh, you know in a, in a coin op machine in a bathroom at night yes yeah uh, Dr. Girlfriend uh, injects him in the neck with something, and uh, he, <laughs> he thinks, thinks this is changing. just rough play, which that's really weird. That comes yeah. up later, too, and I'm like, how are you mistaking getting an injection in your neck for, like, anything yeah. flirty or sexy? Well, it's also, like, him having the uh, the sexual fantasy about um, Mrs. Impossible providing him another sample. Oh, sure. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's true, yeah. Um, everybody confused. in the show is full of sex hang-ups like weird sex things yeah just very very, very confused sexuality on uh, on rusty here mm-hmm. <laughs> so cut to the next morning dean is giving a practice practice him to brock uh, and rusty comes down and they're horrified because he's got this welt on his neck it's just like a big yeah. spot on his neck right now but it's gonna spread and get and get less Disgusting. ignorable yeah and he just calls yeah. it a hickey like oh you know well you know and he's parading it out in front of his kids like oh i didn't sleep very it's much so last gross, night dude. yeah like, i'm bringing two coffees upstairs <laughs> like this is your fucking son like, yeah you know, he's 13 dude like this is messed up uh, i love that he asked brock to go get him more condom yeah, if you're out, could you get me more condom? I tend to <laughs> seem to be out. Uh, I used my one, you know. Uh, he goes upstairs, and uh, Brock hears a noise, knows the monarch is outside. He says it very what casually, that is. too. Yeah, monarch's outside. Um, and this is just uh, the monarch picking up Dr. Girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Just you, Rusty walks in and sees Dr. Girlfriend being pulled out the window by a rope ladder. And mm-hmm. doesn't, uh, d- doesn't think twice about it. Uh, some time passes and the welt is turning into this huge red tumor covering the entire side of his head. Um, yeah, this and... is so gross. <laughs> it's... Uh, it's like, it's intersecting with his eye in a way, like where he blinks. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell that the material is on his eyelid. Yeah. Yeah. It's horrible. It's, it, it's, it's climbing up his hairline and it's like messing with his wig. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he's on the phone with Dr. Girlfriend, like asking for a second date. And I will never not laugh at the uh, at the joke where the grown man is laying on the bed with his feet up, um, talking yeah. on the phone like a <laughs> teenage date. girl. Yeah. Like dream date. Yeah. <laughs> really good. Uh, the monarch is trying to, like, Dr. Girlfriend's trying to dodge it. And the yeah. monarch's trying to give her advice, but he won't take no for an answer. Right. You know, uh, she eventually acquiesces, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and uh, he accuses her of falling in love with Rusty and sleeping yeah. with him. Yeah. Uh, um, which is really funny because he was he, he was straight up getting his cuck jerk on earlier. Yeah. yeah. yeah he <laughs> was like dream right? jerk. Not cuck. Yeah. 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 I'm not using yeah, that C- as like a weird slur. Yeah. CJ. No, no, he, yeah. He's, he's, you know, CJ. Yeah. He's giving himself a CJ. <laughs> Um, the, <laughs> like, uh, so Dean is helping Brock, uh, with the exam, as we mentioned, and he comes back and he says like, well, you did really poorly on the written exam. You're going to have to do really well on the physical exam. Mm-hmm. And Hank is in a costume again. Just like, that's where I come in. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he pulls away the steak and eggs to give him a glass of raw eggs. Yeah. Like Rocky. Did you spit in this? And he's, yeah, he's, just, he's, he's, he's going full on Mickey from Rocky. Like he even says you're going to eat lightning and crap. Samson? <laughs> yeah. Like, Oh gosh, just uh, t- turning into this, uh, t- turning into this horrible drill sergeant for him to the point where, like later on in the episode, uh, Brock says, "You know, I can kill you if I pass this test." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brock. Um, 
you know, Rusty comes down, uh, he's got a new outfit on, which is also based on these seventies outfits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the, uh, his wound is large. Everyone notices that uh, mm-hmm. Brock expresses some concern over it, and he's like, no, well, why shouldn't I, you know, this is nothing. I have to get out there because the boys need a new mommy. Rusty needs a new mommy. Yeah. Uh, and which the, is gross. And yeah. then the kids, the kids are like, oh, well, you know, we never knew our first mommy. Pop. Mom. You yeah. never told her about her, which is true. I mean, tremendously emotionally abusive actually mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> to just and you the- can the, i mean and the reason why he doesn't do it uh-huh. is because he doesn't want to just repeat it every single time yeah you know the clones die or whatever right right um you know it, it's just like you like you can imagine like you don't tell these kids that much yeah because you never know you know it's like oh, god you, you just like you, you say i'm not going to tell the story until everybody's here because i'm not going to do it again <laughs> Yeah. 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 But um but they uh this is also part of the uh the the, the evasive dance that Hammer and Public do um about yes. uh, dangling and not dropping the mommy bomb. Yes. Yeah. Um so as he's about to say this uh Charlene comes to pick him up. So mm-hmm. he runs out. Yeah. Um while this is happening we are seeing uh this kind of uh metamorphosis gone back and forth between this training montage. Mhm for Brock to a fake uh, montage song called rev me up with two V's mm-hmm. uh, written by doc hammer and sung by a friend of his, um, so, yeah, yeah. Jasper McVeigh. Yeah, no. Um, so, so doc hammer wrote this as Jasper McVeigh. It's just a fake character that he made up as like a, a washed up clam, uh, kind of guy. Mm-hmm. The singer is just a friend and the person who wrote the lyrics was the voice actor. Bud Manstrong. But yeah, for Bud, yeah, Bud Manstrong. Yeah. Yeah, and this is this is part of a concept record of a fake artist who did like a shitty song from all these different eras of music. Yeah, um, yeah. The lyrics are incredibly dumb. Like watching this with closed captioning because I do that with everything now because I'm old and deaf. Uh huh. Um, is uh, yeah, you know, I'm not deaf. I'm just like I, I have a harder time hearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, is what I mean. Um, and the uh, the lyrics are incredibly dumb. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the lyrics of the song. No, no, I was I was watching this without the uh, the subtitles on the DVD, um, so I did not see that. You, you like you can't really make them out. Like it, it's mm-hmm. almost sung. It sounds like Simlish if you're not if you're not if you don't have the lyrics in front of you. Yeah, it's just it's just rhyming dictionary stuff. Yeah, and um, there's a great bit like where uh, Hank and Dean dress up like Olivia Newton-John in the physical video, <laughs> and uh, they're like, "Come on, Brock, cardio is important." Uh-huh. No, uh, <laughs> no. And then, and then like, um, Dean comes out in pads, and we get like Brock just destroying him, doing all of these like grabs and throws, like culminating in him like smashing Dean into a locker so hard yeah. that the steel bends. He's a berserker. Yeah. You know, he's Minsk. <laughs> um, so he's heading off to get to do his test. Uh, Hank gives Brock a, a packed lunch, a sandwich with the crust cut off like I like, mm-hmm. um, which is a very funny detail. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, Dean yeah. gives him the communicator watch, uh, which is loaded with answers. And I love that Helper gives him a lucky rabbit's foot. And um, a hug. And yeah, and a hug. Like, so he is both superstitious and sentimental. <laughs> Yep. It's very, very beautiful. Yeah. Um, as he leaves, the boys hear a scream from upstairs. They head upstairs where their dad's head, like he's under mostly under a blanket. And Rusty says, leave if you have a weak stomach. And Dean immediately goes. Yeah. Dean never sees what's happening. Nope. Like every time he shows up in the scene, he's, he's got, got a hand up his eyes. Because he listens to his And that's just dad. a normal thing to him. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, <laughs> the, the, and, the, the different ways that Dean and Hank react to this are amazing to me. 
Yeah, it's yeah. really, really good. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's actually a little bit opposite of the last episode where Hank got the serum. Yeah. And Dean was like, oh, we can handle this. It's normal. We're the Venture mm. Brothers. Yeah. You know? Uh, but they, uh, you know, when they go, Rusty reveals his body, which he it's his head on a gigantic caterpillar body. <laughs> Huge. Like, it covers the entire bed. Um, and he gives, he's giving like this huge speech, like what you're about to see is ripped from the pages of Kafka. Um, and his idea about this, you know, he does not connect this to the pain in his neck or the welt that, uh, you know, extended from where the injection happened. No, he thinks that, um, uh, this is the result of years of being in the super science game saying in short, I pissed in God's eye and he blinked. So just the yeah, idea that is my favorite line from the favorite rusty line from the episode. <laughs> yeah. I was sure that was from something. Uh-huh. And like, no, I Googled it. Like it's a it's a rusty venture original. It's pretty good. But it's just the good. idea that like, oh, you know, you roll the dice enough. It's <laughs> it's very good. Um Helper comes up and picks up his dis- his skin uh, that he pulled off. Uh little trivia note, they actually did draw Doc's genitals under there. Yeah, yeah. Um, most of the time there's nothing under the genital uh, black bars. Mm-hmm. This time there were. Yeah. Um, and Hank's just like, wow, I bet you if you put that under the pillow, the Tooth Fairy will give you a thousand bucks. Uh huh. Um, which yeah. is very funny that the Tooth Fairy just exchanges for anything. <laughs> just any body part? <laughs> any yeah. body, body part? The body fairy? Yeah. But like, um, you, you know, Rusty's like, I, I mean, I. <sighs> You're, you're taking this really well. Like, I, I don't understand your reaction to this. And it's like, oh, you know, we just like, this is, you know, we see weird stuff like this all the time. It's, it's It doesn't even make a difference that it's his dad. So yeah, last week we were fighting a dinosaur. Yeah, you know, right. it's, it's, you know, he <laughs> just, just kind of, you know. But this is not a cause for any introspection on, on Rusty's part. The idea that he has traumatized and deranged his kids in the way that he was. No, it's you know he's got this uh, this bigger problem. Admittedly, I would probably be more focused on the uh, on on the caterpillar body, I suppose. Oh yeah, so yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, so this kind of we we cut over to the uh, cocoon where Doctor Girlfriend is expressing regret over what she did. Like he's like, oh, you guys aren't so different. He's not so bad if you get to know him. Mm-hmm. And the monarch is like, oh, you fell in love with him. Yeah, like you, know, you, you, you turncoat. Why would you? you know, he's my yeah. he's my worst enemy. Why are you saying these nice things about him? And you, you had sex with them. And she's like, I didn't have sex with them. Right. You know, uh, Rusty is in the lab telling helper. He has to be his hands. Uh, and I, like, what is good is helper good for? <laughs> like, I, I, why is he eating the test tubes? <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's very funny like they uh-huh. cut over to him eating it and then he gets a stomach ache and it's really cute because uh-huh. helper is like the cutest thing in the world yeah and i love rusty just being like well, of course you have a tummy ache you're eating <laughs> acids and bases you <laughs> it's know? gonna be a problem <laughs> yeah like, it's well, so and, cute and, well and also very cute um uh, is that you know normally uh helper rolls around basically on what looks like um office uh, like an office chair casters mm-hmm. like like the base of an office chair um and uh when he prepares to shit he grows actual legs so he can squat um and shit out broken glass and acid that immediately dissolves through the floor and he's like oh (laughs) it's very it's very funny like this all this stuff with doc and and helper is very fun yeah like like helper is i mean i i realized why he was entertaining um is that he's just he's just beaker Mm-hmm. he's literally he's just better beaker, beaker. yeah because <laughs> he's a you robot know, because yeah because he's a robot and beaker like just kind of panics helper Dad, does other things he's you, sweet too you bite your fucking tongue i love beaker what what does beaker do other than panic <laughs> he, 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 he goes like me 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 but he's yeah. like sad because the bald one is being mean to him yeah 
It's good. Yeah. It's a good act. I don't know, man. He's my favorite Muppet. Bite your tongue. It's your favorite Muppet? Beaker's my fucking favorite Muppet, okay? A2 Scooter? A2 <laughs> um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Pepe the Prawn? Um, no, he's, he's, a good, he's a good Muppet. There's just like, you know, there's not like a lot of jokes to him. Well, you That's know, all I'm saying. It's just a good performance, you know? It is a good performance. Yeah. It's uh, the, 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 ma- the magic is in the viewing is the thing. Yeah. 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 so uh we cut over to the exam i love this um because immediately when brock goes in uh the proctor confiscates his communicator watch they're you know they're aware that this is a vector for cheating uh we get to see the firearms exam um this is where it's established that brock does not use guns yes like we've never seen him use a gun before but like this is where he says like no no this i I, all i need is my knife this uh this awesome Mm -hmm. k-bar knife that i i would love to have one of those he uh he ends up you know since he has to take the gun he takes it and uses it as a boomerang mm-hmm. uh, and then uses the thing to kill all the dummies including picking up one that is obviously a civilian mm-hmm. and using it to kill another one which yep. he then stands up uh, the timing <laughs> on that is very good like like the uh, the, the, the very end of this so he th- he throws his knife into an electrical panel to stop the mechanisms from working and all the yeah. ones that are around him he like screams and stomps and does like an AOE to break all of them around him <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he does hold down the R button while pressing triangle uh, <laughs> on this uh, thing. It is it's very funny that he stops the the thing, mm-hmm. dude. Like that is you know because he, again he's in this berserker rage. Yeah. Um, the proctor is talking to him. He's like, "Well, you're on the driving exam. You wrecked every car except for yours. The written exam, you just drew this little guy with wings." Yeah. You know? <laughs> he's like Icarus from Led Zeppelin. You don't like Zepp? <laughs> I, I love that so it's so Jesus. it's so good like again these early season jokes that i just remember seeing like even just maybe even just in promos like they, they mm-hmm. had they had this in the commercial for this episode but it says so much about brock that just like whatever i don't need the written exam i'm just gonna do this doodle um and it works right the proctor mm-hmm. rips up his exam and says you know everybody talks about you like about you like you're a god you know, my, my, my dad is General Traster, which that shocked first me. Appearance. The just yeah, the first, first mention Traster. of a major yeah. character who's gonna show up like four seasons later. He's a Hulk son. <laughs> yeah. Um the uh yeah. Fix it. Um <laughs> yeah, uh, like, just, Traster's incredible. Just ma- masterful um Toby Huss performances that we're gonna get down yeah. the line. Uh, I just want to dine yeah. on those. Um uh but Brock saved his dad's life. And uh, you didn't disappoint me, so he passes. You know, it's like yeah, the he, it's like the it's it's like Men in Black, where uh, we're mm-hmm. you know, uh, Agent not K, Agent S, something or other. You know, passes Boy, the exam by you know breaking yeah. all the rules. You're asking the wrong dude. It's been a while since I've seen Men in Black. Uh, probably about twenty three years. Yeah, yeah, almost exactly. Yeah, to the date. <laughs> um, we go back to to Brock or to Doc and uh, Helper. <laughs> like it's escalated. <laughs> helper is holding like a a shotgun at rusty's head and telling him and he's going to pull the trigger it's so fun like all the stuff with helper and doc is very fun Uh but i just i love that like (laughs) we have gone from like all right i'll mix up these chemicals let's see if we can reverse this to i hope my robot knows how to fire a shotgun (laughs) but helper isn't able to do it he's really distraught like he's abusing this robot by forcing him to kill Mm -hmm. him um and his 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 backup plan is to wonder if hank knows how to use a shotgun <laughs> yes uh, <laughs> to, to he starts to yell to, to do this to, to old yeller 
uh, yellow his paw, uh-huh. but silk starts coming out of his mouth. And all of the, like, you know, the first season's not animated mm-hmm. particularly great, but I think they do an awesome job with how surprising it would be if, like, a, a bunch, bunch of silk just started flowing in? out of your mouth. Yeah. You know, like his eyes and everything and the way he's kind of into it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the way that the hands just move automatically. It's so horrifying yeah. that your body would just take over by instinct on this. Like he is it's going so, so caterpillar that he like he gets focused on a light on the ceiling. Yeah, like he looks at the light and he goes, hmm, <laughs> so much. Um, you know, he comes in and, uh, you know, Hank asks him about like what he's doing. You know, he's like, does it hurt? He's like, no. You know, I'm, it's kind of compelling. I actually like it. Yeah. It's not hard. The little back legs do most of the work. Um, and like, this is him like, just like learning about it and stuff, like being a scientist about uh, yeah. this new situation he's in. Oh, that's awful. He's so good and scary. Mm-hmm. And he's, and you he's know? telling, he's telling Hank, you know, I have no idea what's going to come out of this cocoon that I'm weaving. Um, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you just, you may have to do something, something horrible, which is extremely terrifying but also like a reasonable thing for him to say in the situation yeah yep, yep. <laughs> the, the actual plan uh-huh. is is fucking hilarious we learn about this later on but i should say it here the monarch's plan is to turn him into a into a uh, into a, uh, a a mutant butterfly and get him to fly into a giant bug zapper that he bought <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <Very> good <laughs> we don't learn about that later this episode no no it's 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 many seasons later yeah um but it does it does answer a dangling question because like yeah well i mean i think so because i remember when i watched this episode i was like what was their plan oh yeah yeah (laughs) you know that he just turns into a butterfly and then the end Uh uh-huh you know like what does that do Mm -hmm. um you know i wanted to know what he would turn into same so yeah yeah uh dean comes in and he's covering his eyes like hey there's a lady with a really deep voice here (laughs) um and rusty says something heartbreaking he tells her you know all oh, these last few days of you have been the best of my life which fucking bleak um, yeah he didn't then, get he didn't get laid right. it's not like he's just saying these couple days where i happened to get laid and had a prospect of romance mm-hmm. were the happiest days of my life like he just got injected knocked out yeah and made it up in his head <laughs> yep. you know he's such a such a rich fantasy life which makes <laughs> sense for you know grown-up johnny quest yeah but it, it is very bleak <laughs> very bleak um, this is one of those episodes again, like now that it's been pointed out by the book, I can never not notice it where it just kind of ends. Yeah, yeah. You know, like we did the thing, mm-hmm. um, you know, she, Dr. Girlfriend asks for one last kiss, injects him, uh, with an antidote. He passes out and then Brock now that he has his license goes and kills a bartender for making fun of his mullet. <laughs> Our hero. Um, yeah. and the, they, they save the resolution for the post credits. Uh, they're back in the lab. Uh, the boys are, and uh, the cocoon writhes and open, and it opens, and it deposits a naked Rusty onto the floor of the lab. Um, yep. And the kids do a go team venture, and that's about it. Have you looked into what happens inside of a cocoon when a when a, um, a caterpillar transforms into a butterfly? Yeah, it's real weird. They they totally turn into liquid. Yeah, they turn into a soup. Like a, yeah, yeah, like, soup like, that then becomes a butterfly. Yeah, like nothing, you know, like nothing of the original thing exists. It's like fucking mystifying and terrifying. Um, yeah, I just felt like bringing that yeah, up because it feels appropriate. It's no good. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking scary. <laughs> it, shouldn't be, it shouldn't happen. We need to stop it. Yeah. The uh, other other bit of butterfly trivia for this episode is I'm I'm uh, listening to an audiobook about Chernobyl, mm-hmm. and the uh, atom bomb bomb uh, that was the first atom bomb that was dropped. The amount of matter, uh, atomic matter that got crushed, was the weight of a butterfly. Oh wow! Uh, just merely the weight of a butterfly, and that caused that much destruction. 
was that, that um, much energy. was that the first the like the first test that they did or, the, or when they actually mm-hmm. used it on a population center like Nagasaki? Yeah, when they, well, yeah when they bombed uh, uh, Hiroshima. Yeah. So. Huh. Science. Just the weight of a butterfly. Mm-hmm. Uh, big shout out to Midnight in Chernobyl. Hmm. Uh, a chilling and really really good book. Yeah. That uh, you know since yeah. I'm a I'm a Chernobyl guy. I'm also halfway through. I'm listening to an audiobook about uh, the Radium Girls right now. Ooh, I've been cool. I've been poking yeah. at that. So both of us are learning about radiation. Yeah, they <laughs> mentioned them uh, in the uh, in this book as well. Mm-hmm. It's terrifying. So, yeah, if that, if that is a good book, you'll have to let me know because yeah. I'm uh, I got Audible credits, baby. Oh yeah, I want bleak science shit. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know about how radiation. I, I got more audio, I've got more Audible credits. Than I know what to do with man. <laughs> yeah, it's all radiation. Just search radiation and just download all of them. Yeah. Um, shit's cool. It's uh-huh. scary. Yeah, it's magic. Like it's literally. You know, the Brazil nut is the most radioactive food that's cleared for human consumption. Really? Huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a thousand times the amount of radiation in a banana or something. Hmm. I've got a I've got a blackboard in my kitchen and a thousand times a banana. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean it's just like, <laughs> No, I, I, I know what you, know you that, mean, but it's that just old a, unit of measurement it's, it's for just, uh, radiation. Sentences. Sentences are good. Oh no, he's he's, he's got fifty seven banana worths of radiation. <laughs> they gave him the propaganda number. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Not great, not terrible. Damn it. Yeah, no, you you got me. You Thirty me. bananas. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh no i i have a blackboard in my kitchen and uh for the past few months i've had it written up here uh this is not a place of honor you know yeah yeah good to know the result yeah. of a tragic chili <laughs> um <laughs> thanks everybody for listening yeah thank you um any final thoughts about this episode i i, I dig it it's good character work you know it's uh yeah you know, if this was like smacked into like a later season that was a little bit more joke dense, it would probably read as more of a, you know, a bummer. But here, though, as things are being established, there's some real good, real good meat here. I like it a lot, too. It's just it's a, like I said, a little lighter on jokes. Yeah. Like it's more funny situations. And it, mm-hmm. I've been watching ahead and like tag sale it is in a couple episodes. Mm-hmm. And that's so dense with jokes. Yeah. You know, that's like just funny mm-hmm. like throughout like there's just like a non-stop joke element to it yeah and i like shows that operate that way like i like shows mm-hmm. that are just kind of funny in spirit the interesting thing is i feel like there are some episodes that are like this mm-hmm. um as well later in the series that are more like just kind of lower character episodes um i haven't watched it i haven't done like a full rewatch of the series but i remember um the invisible hand of fate the yeah. billy Quizboy origin episode mm-hmm. being one of those yeah like it's just kind of sweet and good character work but there aren't a lot of jokes in it mm-hmm um, so I, I, I definitely allow this kind of thing every once in a while. Yeah. Um, and it, it's better than um, The Incredible Mr. Bisbee because that was also light on jokes, but also light on everything else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, this this has, you know, we get a lot of Doc's pride in that, but we didn't get a lot of other things. Yeah. In like, this what? one, every character <laughs> has a strong expression. What if Walt Disney was evil? Yeah. 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 So good app. Mm-hmm. Uh, not my favorite in the season or anything, but good app. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so if you're listening to this, uh, we would like for you to leave a rating or review on Apple podcasts or whatever, um, whatever directory you get this from that goes a great way to, uh, to help us out. Mm-hmm. We'd also like you to tune in to duck fest, December 18th, duck stream, duck stream. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, December 18th at twitch.tv slash duck feed TV. Mm-hmm. Um, this is our annual charity 48 hour streaming marathon to benefit the transactive gender center gender mm-hmm. project yes 
they're old school to me. <laughs> we've been doing the uh, we've been doing the, this event for so long. Uh, this is seventh mm-hmm. annual, uh, but uh, it's a great organization. Provides uh, education and resources for trans youth, their families, and their communities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's gonna be really fun. Yep. So donate if you can. Watch if you can. Mm-hmm. And uh, we really appreciate it. Yeah. The chat um, is a real good place to hang out. It's always a really good, uh, positive yeah. uh, kind of environment, uh, which is a marvel on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We've like we've we've only had to like kick a couple people who are like mm-hmm. weird gate crashers. Yeah. yeah. Um, nobody who's like in the know. Um, <laughs> if you want to get episodes of the show a week early or support your boys, mm-hmm. you can do so by going to patreon.com slash duckfeed TV. Yeah. Um, um, I think that's you can also a, leave us ratings or reviews. That's, I already said that one. <laughs> did you already say that one? <laughs> yeah, I already did. That was the first one I Fuck. said. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. well, sorry. No, we're, we're gonna leave sorry it excuse we're, me we're, for wanting to put charity ahead of, uh, no, no, that's fine. It was just the reviews, but I guess thing, I'm the monster. It was the first thing that I thought of Gary. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. No, that's an I indictment know. of me. I, everything okay. is fine. Yeah. All everything's right. fine. We, we're going to record two abject sufferings after this. They're going to have weird competitive energy. I'm going to win them. I know I'm going so, to be, I, I know I'm the better man and I'm going to prove it. So, well, it's a, it's, it's, it's a face off, everyone. Yeah. Oh, Mom and man. Dad don't fight. Nope. Uh, until next time. <laughs> go, go team, team adventure. adventure.